Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. Well, you know, believe it or not, we are on episode number 75. That's crazy. You know, I think I have a feeling that a lot of podcasts got started during COVID, as did this one. But I have to tell you, I am having a blast. And I'm making a connection, and I hope you are too, with a lot of cool artists, not only here from Nashville, but from all over. I do have a Nashville act, though, for you that I just have been in love with since the first time I saw them. And I want to introduce you to Carrying On. That's Carrying On. That's posture at the end of the N. That's it, man. That's it right there. The apostrophe is what gets them every time. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you guys are playing tonight at 12 Keys with me, and I spelled spelled carrying wrong because I'm an idiot. Did you notice that on the flyer? No, I I honestly didn't. We're so used to it getting chopped off in a lot of the editing software, too. It won't allow you. I mean, I I, I know... Then a lot of the apostrophe? Yeah, there's a lot of places that just don't allow... um, apostrophes or periods or exclamation points or anything. I'm going like to blame that. it on that, okay? Th- yeah. That's it, Even though Dave. I left out an R. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, this husband and wife team, and I just love them. It's Jackie yes. and Brennan McGuire. Glad to be here Glad with you, Dave. Here. It's Irish, right? Just a little bit. Just a little bit Irish. Just a little yeah. bit. And, and and we have the some Liam Brennan McGuire. Ah. So that, that, that just steps it over the top just a little bit oh, more. Go. With a name like Lenahan. I love you. I knew I did. <laughs> you know, I, I was, it was, you know, Randy Driscoll, who's a mutual friend of ours, who's also been on this podcast, one of my favorite performers and performs all over the world. And in fact, I think she's performing in Hawaii as we yeah, talk. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think they're in Hawaii this week. Tough, tough work if you can get it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? But let me tell you, she has this thing that she does every... Uh, every month, a couple times a month, called Randy's Revival, folks, and it's at a, a beautiful uh, hotel downtown called the Cambria on Eighth in the True Music Room, which is one of my favorite rooms to play. It's just a great setup, great sound, great people that hang out there. And one of the first ones that I did, I ran into carrying on and was so impressed and blown away by you guys. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that was our first Randy's Revival, wasn't yeah. it? When was we met. it? And I think we both met you and your wife, Patty, that yeah. night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. I was so thrilled with what I heard. And I want to share that with folks. So I wonder, can we open up with this song? Oh, certainly. Yeah, certainly, this is Carrying On, Jackie. And Brennan, our guests on the Songwriter Connection podcast. All right, we're going to do one called The Long Walk from Tennessee. self-destruction But I just call it living on a road When you can't tell if you're coming 
Teach me to walk with Jesus everywhere I go. I can't seem to do just what I ought to. Turn every little thing into a show. I know this habit's gonna break me. But it's the only life I know called carrying on brennan and jackie mcguire our guests on the songwriter connection podcast little johnny cash in there isn't it a L- little bit of that you know the boom chicken the thing boom going chicka on thing. in the middle and by the way your name carrying on has got johnny cash uh, kind of roots doesn't it yeah mm. we started off doing a lot of john and june stuff in the beginning of our careers so and we decided yeah. to name the band we went with the the name of the record for the first john and duet john and june duet record which was called carrying on with johnny cash and june carter and so there you are i said you know just take that first part and there we go mm-hmm. easy you, enough absolutely fantastic and a great tribute but it's not a tribute band would you got you know i love how you describe i always hate when people ask um what kind of music do you do, right? <laughs> and we've joked about that before and putting people into uh, uh, to categories and genres and things. But I love how you describe your music. Carry on a husband and wife duo. Throwback to the classic days of country music with a little bit of bluegrass, a little bit of blues, yeah. Uh, classic vocal harmony. The home harmonies are fantastic. But they bring a fresh new sound built on foundations set 
forth by the icons of the past. So it pretty much describes what you do, doesn't it? Well, thank you yeah, so thank much. You. I, I hope we get it right there. Yeah. You know, we, we definitely have a new flair. I mean, as songwriters, you know, you can't help what you write. Sometimes it's country, sometimes it's rock, sometimes it's blues. But as far as the project that we're trying to put out with just our kind of original stuff, mm-hmm. we've really kind of leaned heavily on that classic folky, you know, Good church harmonies, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's that's where we both grew up singing was in the church. So. It, it doesn't surprise me. Very tight high harmonies, yeah. So You grow up being tenor and alto, you know what I mean? Yeah. We, we sang more harmony than we did lead growing up, so that's what, what kind of really blended our sound when we got there. And it was nice because, you know, one of us can jump on lead and the other one can jump on harmony, and it's just kind of seamless having sung harmony all the time growing up, it's it's kind of more of our nature to right. jump to those harmony yeah, it lines. It just naturally sometimes. comes to both of us. You so. know, and, and that is quite a gift because you know a lot of people will sing in unison, mm-hmm. and there's quite a difference between harmony and in unison, right? Oh yeah. And maybe you can describe that, and is was just a gift that you that you could hear it and you could sing it. Well, yeah. I I was very fortunate that like my grandmother was the one who kind of taught me growing up, and she had a very low voice. She was actually a tenor. Yeah. So. I just learned by copying what she was doing as a kid. And it was like, no, no, no. Okay, if, if the soprano line's here, we need to be jumping to a third or a fifth here. And that's going to be where our part comes in. Mm-hmm. So singing in groups, I naturally learned the harmony lines before I learned any of the melodies. No so kidding. it was it was kind of backwards for me. Yeah. How about you, Jake? Well, me growing up, my, my parents... Um, I grew up in a very musical family. So from the time I was born, pretty much, my parents... Um, them and all their high school friends, they started this group because we were from Massachusetts. They, uh, Bill Ricca, Massachusetts is where they all graduated from. So as they all got older, they started this group called the Bill Ricca Alumni Cast. Wow. So they all sort of kept their uh, soprano, alto, tenor, bass parts that they had from high school. And then they put on this show in Bill Ricca twice, twice, twice a year, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um and they'd they'd have all they do show tunes and a whole bunch of different things, you Broadway. know. And my mom was a soprano and my dad was a bass and my sister's a soprano too, you know. Yeah, so then as I got older I wanted I wanted to sing with the girls, you know? Yeah. And well I couldn't I couldn't get that high. And I was like, Well what am I supposed to do? So they sent me over to sing with the altos, you know, just because just all us kids were brought to dress rehearsals and stuff for all of these these events and shows that they did. And um, so I found that singing with the altos was it, it fit my register better, you know. But I never got to sing the harmony the the mel- harmony part or the melody parts, you know. So I'd get really down about it. But they're like, look, without the alto, there's really no yeah. there's yeah. no guts to it, you know. So you got to have the alto part in there so that you can hear it. So it just sort of blended in, and then that went into church. And wow. as I got older, I just sort of kept doing the I don't know. I like the harmony part. I do too. I think that's really. I, Attracted me fun. to you guys first, you know, yeah. hearing that those those great harmonies. Yeah, yeah. you know, harmonies. Yeah. I feel like it puts a lot of gut and, and soul yeah. into stuff. It fills it out more than you even sure think does. about it. Being a harmony duo like that, how does that affect your songwriting? Oh, it's definitely one of the first things we think. As soon as we write a melody line, we're mm-hmm. almost simultaneously trying to write in the harmony parts. Because one of the things we try to do, even in our choruses and whatnot is if you you pay attention, it's actually jumping back and forth. I was just going to say that. who's singing the melody line. And then the next line will usually be kind of counterpoint where that person kind of jumps to a few harmony notes and then may end up back on, you know, the lead tone. so cool. Yeah, I've noticed that. And it's one of the things I love about you guys. 
It's pretty cool. Christmas yeah. cantatas. That's where that came from. <laughs> Singing Christmas cantatas in church where the, the lead part switches. Yeah. That's really kind of what informed that decision for us when we started writing. And not having the third and fourth part. To me, it keeps the interest going where you, you, you can't necessarily always have that, you know, the third and the fifth above. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to make a choice as to go, okay, which which is the more important one to my ear to fill out this whole chordal structure that's going on. I so. got you. Very important. So you talked about writing and, and writing for the group, but also but writing in, in um, how you don't really uh, concentrate on genre. Just It seems to me that you you, you find the best song. And then you worry about how that's going to be later. Let it find its own home, its own roots. Right? Oh, and it's definitely helped me a lot becoming a producer here in the last 10 years. I do I, want to mention that you produce as well. I look at the structure of the song kind of based more on the lyric and go, okay, what, what does the lyric imply? For the melody and the chordal structure and the rhythmic elements of the song. Mm-hmm. And I, I may have started off with the lyrical idea, be okay, this is going to be a straight ahead country blues thing. But all of a sudden we start writing the chorus and it's like, oh, no, 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 we've got to take that a different direction. Let's find a different rhythmic structure, cadence for the music. And then we'll just, we'll go where the song dictates. Yeah. So do you always write together? I'd say about 90% of the time we yeah. write together, but we've been doing a lot more co-writes since we've moved to Nashville. Oh, have you? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of the time when we write, one of us starts something or has a little blip of, oh, this this is a line. What should we do? You know, and then we then we work off it from there. So I got you. Sometimes it'll just be a, a just the idea for the title, and it's like, all right, where, where do we go with this? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's different every time, though. We wrote, what, two songs last week? Driving. <laughs> Driving to and from shows. <laughs> I like to I like to write while I'm driving. I do too. It and clears the goes, mind. It clears the mind. Yeah, and you know, and I'm not saying I write physically, write on a piece of paper as I drive. Because somebody asked me, that. no, I got my phone or yep. something, you know. But I'm, it's running through my head. And um, in fact, we got this song called um, "Baby I'm Gone," which is probably the one I'm known the most for. Uh, and that whole second verse was on a, a ride from Cincinnati up to Cleveland. And I went, wow, that's, that's kind of working. And I had to talk it into my phone. And, um, but uh, yeah, there's something about the hum of that road, isn't it? Yeah, yeah well, and thank God for those voice memo recorders on the phones now, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And even at night, if you, go, you know, when you're just about to fall asleep and that idea hits you, you put it in the phone real quick you know, mm-hmm. or you'll lose it. It happens. Oh, We've yeah. talked about that. Yeah. So, you know what? I'd love to hear um, an example of that harmony that you talk about. Uh, where you're switching back and forth between lead and Hussein Harmony. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'd love to hear another song already, if I could. Our guests, uh, you you live out in Dixon, too, right? Yeah, we're, we're a little past Dixon. We're out in no man's land between McEwen and Aaron. Okay. We, we live in a little place called Silvertop. Silvertop, yeah. out towards, if you're heading toward Hurricane Mills, right? But yes. not quite that far. Uh, from Nashville. Yeah, we're about 20 minutes from Hurricane Mills, yeah. if about you take the minutes. back ways. <laughs> and it depends on how fast you drive, right? Yeah, well, yeah, if you drive the speed limit, it's probably more like 35 minutes. <laughs> I want to get into your backstory in just a little bit and in uh, all your travels, but I, w- I do want to hear this song. Tell me about it. All right, this is the next single we're getting ready to release, and Miss Jackie's going to sing lead for you on this awesome. one. This is a little song about, uh, it's kind of a an amalgamation of a couple people that we knew from back up north, but it's some of your friends, you know, you maybe went to high school with, great hearts, good people, but they just always seem to step in it, and they, <laughs> they, they can't seem to get themselves on the straight and yeah, narrow. And even though they know that that's a bad step to take, they're just like, you know, let's let's try this anyways, you know, and they're like, oh, 
All right. No, no. All right. Still stings. Let's try again. <laughs> I know the type. Mm-hmm. So this one's called Sweet Anna Lee. Oh, love this song. The talents of carrying on, Jackie and uh, Brendan uh, McGuire on our Songwriter Connection podcast. Both are guitar players, good guitar players. Throw a little lead in there, Brendan. I, I just uh, I love what I hear there. And I love the progression, and I'm, I'm, I'm really into those kind of things, you know. Um, was that, for instance, like you're in the key of D there, I believe. Yes. 
Well, and, I, I'm in the key of D, but see, we do a little different. I do D standard, so I do right. E, drop down a whole step. I've so got we're you. actually in the key of C, You're even though C. I'm playing in D. Yep. Okay, okay, that's why we have the natural number system. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so what I love is you go into that two minor and then the two major, which is really gives it a really cool. Sound. It flips it on its head. You yeah. know, it was funny. We were listening to a lot of Tom Petty when we did that, yeah, and right. I love that major to minor change that I do he too. does yeah. in uh, Mary Jane's Last Dance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it lifts the whole chord right up and I was like I want us to do that on yeah. the song I want to have that major minor lift thing because yeah. we do the uh, four major four minor a lot that's one of the things we throw in a lot of our songs and I was like I, I want to do the opposite instead of dropping it to that kind of the minor drop the minor lift fall it. thing yeah. I want I want to try one with, with kind of lifting that chorus up a bit if it sounds like great to you, and then we're Irish, uh, <laughs> I really uh, encourage you to learn more about the Nashville number system. It really is an incredible system. It is the reason why all these Nashville uh, songwriters, or actually uh, studio musicians, can, can go into a studio and sound like they played this song for years, just knowing the numbers, not exactly the chords. For instance, your one is always what key you're in. Right. Right. And so I assumed, didn't know you were tuned down. Uh, that you were because you're playing a D shaped chord that you yeah. were in the D uh, two uh, you know uh, key D which standard I yep. wasn't so I flipped real quick to the number system and and we're cool um, you know uh, one two three four five six minor the twos and threes are usually minor right um, yeah, the four and five are majors there's the six minor and then there's something called the flat seven which really throws you off right. but, but but how often yeah. do they throw that flat seven you know in? I'm hearing a lot more these days yes yeah, so I was gonna say we've got a little bit more jazz coming back into the pop music but I mean I'll, yeah. A lot of times, it, you throw that in there, people are like, what do you want, it's, man? It's always surprising when you hear it. That's it. Because uh, you go, oh, that's my ear's not attuned to that, right. and it grabs an attention. So I'm noticing it a lot more that I've discovered what it is. So really, it's a cool progression. So did it start with the progression and then the melody, or, or did you have the idea first? Or We had the idea for this one. Did you? Five, six years ago. Really? And never did anything with it. Uh We didn't do anything with this till about a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah, this one's relatively new still. Wow. And we had we had sung the chorus into the phone and it just kinda lived there and never got finished. We moved down here to Nashville, kinda forgot about it for a while. And we were sitting, and we were like, we need, we, songwriters, we tend to write a lot of ballad and slow yeah. tempo songs. Um, <laughs> and that's the one thing that I'm always trying to fight with, is like, I need more up-tempo stuff. It's like Mark Allen Barnett says, I'm going to die and take you with me. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. But Annalie, I'm curious about Annalie. Was that a real character, or did it just sound um, musical to you? She's based off of a real character, but uh-huh. that's not really what her name is. Yeah, and Anna Lee, I think it was just, we just chose it because it it fit in, sung well in, right. the, in that spot. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I just love the sound of a name that just sounds like it should be a song. Yeah. Right, it just rings to you for some reason. Yeah, and it fits on that one really, really well. Um, no offense to Anna Lee, who's one of my favorite uh, disc jockeys on Roots Radio, Demo- MOT. Yes, yes, love that. Stuff. Has she played your music yet? No, no, no we haven't been in contact. With you her yet. gotta do that. that they, I could hear them playing you. Oh, I love that. We listen yeah. to that station a lot, actually, yeah. on our drive in. <laughs> yeah, I, it's my favorite terrestrial radio station these days out of MTSU University, but they, they cover all of uh, Middle Tennessee on a lot of different frequencies. But uh, Roots Radio, if you want to check it out, I know they stream, uh, and it really is a great mixture uh, of music. Uh, what they're calling Americana today, mm-hmm. which is a lot of different genres put in, uh, the stuff that's maybe too country for modern country radio, but also folk and blues and bluegrass, all the stuff that... All the stuff, I was going to say, all the stuff that we love, man. Yeah, all the stuff all we the love. Stuff. 
Yeah. So she's got this show called The uh, Local Brew. Yes. And I can, I think it's Sunday mornings, Monday evenings. And uh, she's played like Credenda. You mm-hmm. guys know the Credenda? They're yep. on our show too. I can hear her playing your stuff. So she she getting wildfire. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Which I know you're going to play that later on. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. we can't leave without that one. Everybody always gets mad. Is that at your signature end song? It is. Like, yeah. Baby, I'm Gone for Me? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you got to leave them wanting more, right? That's that's supposed Absolutely. to be the, the name of the game. Yeah, you better believe it. So let's talk a little bit about how you guys met and how it all came together. Um, it was in Massachusetts, was it? Or no? Yeah. Well, I grew up in Massachusetts, <clears throat> and then I moved to upstate New York, where Brennan lived his whole life. Whereabouts? Little place called Hoosick Falls. We're about 45 minutes north of Albany. We're right okay. across the border from Bennington, Vermont, though. So okay. A lot of people are like, oh, New York City's. I was like, no, 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 no. We have more cows than people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Significantly like in, more cows. In, in New York? more cows, right? I said, yeah, we're, we're pretty much Vermonters. Her her oh, family's wow. house is, what, five minutes from the border, if oh, that? I used, to, I used to run to the border every morning before school. Wow. So. Did you really? Mm-hmm. That close? Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. So you met in New York? Yeah. Okay. Going so, to school or? Well, we did uh, musical theater both growing up and I had since graduated before she got there and I had gone and done a stint at Berkeley College of Music, figured out that wasn't for me. I was mm-hmm. like, eh, yeah, I, I would much rather be out playing than, than theorizing and debating over which name we want to name a chord. You know, I'd, I'm much more practical <laughs> when it comes to that. And I... Uh, B minor seven diminished flat... Well, well, no, being in the key of D, it needs to be a sharp... I, I don't yeah, I, I don't care. Yeah. Just play it, man. Yeah. Just play it. It sounds good. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure the Beatles didn't know. Exactly. But they knew how it sounded, that it sounded good. That's it. Right. How, it's, how it hits the ears is yes. what matters. Mm-hmm. So I had come back, and I had gotten my high school band together, and uh, we were getting ready to go out and do our first West Coast tour. Things wound up that the band broke up about two weeks before we were to hit the road. We were a three-piece act, and it was all original material, so I was kind of left stranded. And I was like, okay, so now I've got the rest of the summer off. What am I going to do? Oh, my. My old high school chorus teacher called me up, and she says, we're doing art in the park. We're doing a a little cabaret-type thing, and we need a director. There's a stipend for it, so you can can make some little money while you're not working, because I know you were supposed to go on this tour. I was like, hey, yeah, I'm down. I don't have anything to do for the next month and a half, so let's do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, Was Jackie with you then? No, this is is kind of... Yeah, so I was part of the cabaret. I was just one of the kids, you know, that was going to play and sing some stuff and I went on vacation a couple weeks before the cabaret happened and one of the songs I was part of I got pushed out of because they practiced it while I wasn't in town so I was like okay well maybe Brennan will sing a song with me (laughs) and the rest is history and the rest is history so we sang um, as long as you're mine from wicked oh yeah Song that Alphaba and Fierro sing to each other. So I saw that. I went Broadway. over to his house and I was like, "Well, this is what we're gonna sing. What do you think?" And he's like, uh, "Okay, sure, let's do it." And mm-hmm. there we are now, fifteen um, years later. Fifteen years and a kid, right? Wow. So you have a child? Yes. Yeah. Nine year old. Liam. Nine. Liam. Yep. yep. That's a nice Irish name, huh? Oh, he's a good boy. He's Most good of the boy. time, he, he's got that Irish blood in him, though. He gives Does us he? a run for our money every once in a while. <laughs> That's awesome, Liam. I gotta meet him someday. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you will. He's he's hamming it up. The, the <laughs> last time we brought him, I think it was one of the nights you weren't there at Randy's revival. He had to get up on stage with us there. He's like, "Well, are you going to introduce me?" Or what? <laughs> Does he sing? 
Of course not. He sings no. around the house, but yeah. because that's what mom and dad do, he refuses to do it. And I always tell Jackie, we're going to get our comeuppance. The only thing <laughs> worse than a parent's nightmare of their kid wanting to be a professional musician. Uh-huh. And I think we've got that. He wants to be a professional comedian. Right. So. Uh, well, right after that conversation that we had, he came out on the back porch. He's like, Mom, Dad, you know what? And we're like, what, buddy? He says, I want to be a stand-up comedian when I get older. And we're just like, oh, Every opening act goodness. could have a stand-up comedian, you guys. Exactly. You, you never know. <laughs> Does he play guitar yet? No, he's he's more into keyboard and drums okay. is where his focus is oh, tended to be. But I see a family band in the future. Uh, we're trying. Yeah. We're trying like crazy. I don't want to do it on stage, Mom. <laughs> no, no. I, what, what, what was the the latest hero? He's like, no. I want to grow up and be more like Jack Black. I don't. Ah. Want, I don't. I don't want to be a music person. I want to be a funny person. The pick mm-hmm. of destiny, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. You can do fun <clears throat> stuff with music. Yes, you, know? you can absolutely. <laughs> Now, you mentioned uh, Randy uh, Driscoll, who was, again, we were, she was on her show. You went to the same school that she taught at out in L.A.? Yeah, it was or funny. Hollywood, right? Hollywood? Yeah, we didn't meet her until, where were we? It was a, it was a Steve Stern's uh, little guitar pole at oh, the, yeah. that coffee house, which is escaping Grindr my name House right now. Coffee? No, it wasn't no, Grinder House. Grinder House. We I want to play up. there someday. Have that you played Grinder House? Oh, yeah. yeah. What a great oh, venue. I want to do it. I hear a lot of good things. Anyway. I get actually the last time we were there, we were there with Randy. Yeah, really, and mm-hmm. Jamie Adamson. Yep, he Love brought Jamie. us over there. He's a great, great writer. Oh, oh man, something else. Yeah, but uh, yeah, funny enough, we met and we had known her for gosh over a year. Yeah, mm-hmm. and never made the L.A. connection. And I was one day I was looking for something she had posted on Facebook, and I saw in her bio that she was teaching at the school I attended in L.A. <laughs> while I was there, and we never crossed paths. So I was like. Did you? Teach? She's like, yeah. I was in the vocal department. I was like, oh, I was in RIT. I was in the recording institute at the same time. And another that. mutual friend, Char Nichols. Char, who was on the show recently too, met her husband there, Mark. Yeah, Thomas. Yeah. Small world, man. Yeah. That's all I can say is yes. just it's just the talent. I, th- I think finds a way to just you know uh, accumulate together. You know, it's it's something else. You know, and that's what I love about this town. That's what I was just going to say. Nashville is definitely. Different, I would say, than any of the other music cities we have been in yeah. as far as how collaborative it is here. Yeah. I mean, everybody is willing to kind of let people in. There yeah. isn't this huge Love hurdle that. to get in. I mean, you'll get placed where you belong. You know right. what I mean? They're not going to put you in deep water if you're not ready to swim. But everybody's so encouraging they here. Really and it's, yeah. it's so nice because, I mean, it, you've been doing this. For how many years now? Well, I, um, I've, I've lived here for nine years, but I was coming down quite a bit, you know, and uh, it, in writing and, you know. And just having that encouragement yeah. from the people Absolutely. that are already in the scene, it makes you feel like... Tony, oh, you come on down. You need to move here. You need to be a part of this community. Right. I've got it. so many people I want to introduce you to, and that's what it's. That's what I love, the yeah. networking and, and just meeting great people. And part of the reason why I started this radio show, because uh, this radio, this podcast, which is like radio without the politics... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did radio for 40 years, folks, and uh, it's kind of a continuation of that for me. But I wanted to do this just to share and to make those connections and uh, and, and, and give a little publicity to the connections I have made. Exactly. Uh, because people like you deserve to be heard. Oh, well, my thank goodness. Thank you so Around much. the world. Man. Likewise, man. I, Louisville Slugger. We got to hear that <laughs> I, I, every time, man. I love that song. I absolutely do. It just finally chokes gonna me be, up. Uh, it just recorded, and we're finally going to release that. Um, on a new project, which is called Or Something Like That. Oh, awesome. It's a six-song EP coming out this fall. 
Uh, and maybe by the time this broadcast or publishes, you know, um, it'll be out there. I don't know. Uh, but it will be the second single. Uh, from the project, I'm, awesome. I'm going to wait till baseball season starts up next. Yeah, time. well, you know, you got to you got to line it up, right? Exactly right. Oh yeah. man! So thanks for saying that. I appreciate that. Well, and everybody better go and get a copy of that when that comes out. <laughs> I, I mean, if, if you have kids, it's definitely gets you choked up there mm-hmm. when it gets to that last verse, man. Every time, so thank you, my love friend. it. Yeah, it's become a staple in my uh, my performance. So I'm going to get to play with you guys tonight alongside of you. Heck yeah, 12 Keys. The 12 Keys in Hermitage. And if you're visiting Nashville, that's a really cool place. They've always got something going on music-wise. In fact, they call it, Mo, the owner, calls it a um, a, a beer joint with a music problem. <laughs> and that it definitely is. It's it's one of the nicest listening rooms in the area. It's I have really to say cool. the, the audience there is really what makes the room, too. It's a great listening audience. And it as is. as they writers, here. it's yeah. it feels really good when you actually have people there paying attention to you, and you're not just the, you know the little background. And noise. the people that are talking, sometimes people will tell them, they'll turn around, hey, we're listening here, you know. So which is kind of cool. Um, Mo, who is a great guy, and Joe and his wife. First time I brought you there, I remember. Uh, I think it was a Saturday, Saturday yeah. afternoon, because we do Saturday afternoon rounds, which are so much fun. Day drinking, you know, uh, for us older folks, because we can't stay up late to drink. Um, <laughs> no, but you guys came, and I remember your performance was so stunning to him. And and I tell you, Mo is a hard guy to impress. He's a songwriter. He's done it all. And I mean, the moment you dropped off that stage, he was. I gotta have you here yeah, <laughs> when, no, when you come. W- Mo yeah. has been awesome to us. We're actually going to be doing a Friday night residency for the whole month of November. Yeah, correct. All yeah. of November. Yeah, yeah. that's 8 great. PM. Eight p.m. every Friday, November. You better we'll, believe I'm going to be there, and we'll we'll play until they shut us down. <laughs> yeah, it's sometimes he has to kick us out because we're having so much fun. That's so, that's yeah. a good thing, though. Right. It is a good thing, right? Absolutely. Well, I'm going to take a little break. I have to uh, thank sponsors through Red Circle, my host. But when we come back, I want another song from you too. Don't go away. You're listening to the Songwriter Connection, connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Linehan. Thank you for joining us. We do appreciate you making us one of the fastest growing music podcasts in the world and on the webs. Thank you for spreading it around. Of course, if you're listening on YouTube, like and subscribe. Okay, certainly appreciate that. We do a little slideshow. We're not doing the video podcast thing yet. I'm a little radio guy. Got a face for radio, you know. <laughs> but I'm not ruling it out. Uh, recently, a friend of mine who was uh, one of my students at the old uh, Ohio Center for Broadcasting had a really cool video podcast, and we did that uh, this last week, and it was a lot of fun. So I'm thinking about that. You never know. I'll never say never. How's that? Start dipping the toes in just a little bit at a time, see how you like it. Yeah. And you know, this grew out of a TV show that we did in Cincinnati, which was called um, uh, Nashville Songwriter connection it was on cable television there uh, my friend greg altimer and i and I, I i was the host he was the director that's awesome <laughs> and it was fun we brought a lot of nashville uh songwriters up to be on the show and it, so you know i was thinking during covid it would be really cool to do that here but i don't want to do it on tv the podcast wow well, maybe that will work so here we are that's awesome. Yeah, I, I've really been enjoying the podcast so Thank far. Thank you. I, I, I really, you like I, I was telling Dave before we got here, you know, it's just absolutely awesome and refreshing to hear. Oh, it's just a natural conversation. I really like yeah. it, though. I do. Thank you so much. I, and I appreciate you listening. I really do. I really do. I want to hear another song because I'm a big fan of what you guys do. Brendan and Jackie are our guests carrying on. All right, we're going to do do one with a little bit of the Celtic flair to it. Oh, I like that. Because we grew up 
doing a lot of Celtic music in my family. This is one called The Rocky Road to Nashville. They're trying to change that right now. It looks like they're paving today, <laughs> but uh, they, 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 don't, they don't have it quite down yet. <laughs> Out in Heron, Tennessee To a little rusty trailer Mama's kinfolk left to me I drive east into that city Every night to earn my keep On this rocky road to Nashville Where the wicked get no sleep Some say it's down to fame I saw the prize and keep it straight I will follow my own arrow Like a sparrow I will hold on to that spot Just like a raven in the dark Well, I finally made my mind up I've grown tired of standing still On this rocky road to Nashville Where the truth is my will Where I once saw a some cowboy There's some hipsters dressed in plaid Who might have me trade conviction For a big machine's new fad Some say it's down to fame Pass on the prize and keep it straight I will follow my own Raven in the dark Beautiful. <clears throat> Some nice uh, guitar work there, too, Brandon. Thank Very you. good. Raven in the Dark. Yeah. Wonderful. Like my friend uh, Greg uh, Wilson, uh, Greg Wilson, uh, another good friend, but I was thinking about Chad Wilson. Uh, Chad would like to deconstruct this song. It's the name of his podcast. So tell us about uh, the writing of that one. 
So actually, that Raven in the Dark line, the name Brennan mm-hmm. in Gaelic translates to the Dark One or the Raven. Ah, so, I did not know that. So I, I was reading through on name meanings one day, of course, looked at my own. I was like, oh. Wow. Okay, so Raven, I like that. We can we can go with that. I got got a little bit of a dark streak in me. So <laughs> isn't that well? That's cool. So uh, kind of your signature song. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's me in there a little bit, <laughs> and and it's based roughly on a true story. I mean, my grandmother passed what about five years ago now. Hmm. Before we moved down here, and we had a, a bunch of properties up in New York that we needed to move and get rid of so we got rid of some of them and that's kind of what had to get rid of the cows first I imagine. yeah exactly yeah. and the cow patties and the know. cow patties yeah <laughs> I'm sorry but that that's what kind of allowed us to move down here and uh we wound up in the little place out there between McEwen and Aaron called mm-hmm. Silvertop and we were able to kind of move the family down here there's two houses on the property so it was nice my mother moved down here well with that's us. cool you got the family with you Helps with the little one. Too, oh, you know? yeah, imagine. That's really good. And now you build a studio, too. Yeah. Tell me about your studio and what you call it and what you've been doing there. So I don't really have any. I tell people it's Silvertop Sound, but it's really just my home studio. But mm-hmm. uh, we, we ripped off the back half of the barn when we got here and then and rebuilt it from the ground up just, nice. just off the pad. And I built myself a little tracking room, a little ISO room, and then a live room. So I've got pretty much all that we need in there. And I've actually been doing all of our own stuff has been produced, mixed, and mastered out of the, that studio, as well as a couple artists here in town. Uh, L.A. Massengill has a, a single that we're getting ready to release here, I believe. Um, it's on her birthday. I think it's the 19th, but I could be wrong on that. I've heard her name around, and I've certainly seen her on the oh, socials, you, but I don't know her personally. You should definitely check her out. She's yeah. been doing a lot of stuff, and um, her first single is getting ready to come out called My Place. That's one that we did together well, out there. And have to bring her out to the 12 Keys one of these things. Oh, yeah, definitely. Her, afternoons, maybe. Her and Brad Jensen write together a lot, and that's how I got hooked up with her. And then I work with another kid out of McEwen um, named Jamie Lyle, who's getting ready to drop his first full-length CD called Lyle Style. So, Lyle, I love that. Oh, that's pretty cool. And then yeah. we've we've worked with a couple other people. We're, we're getting ready to do some co-writes, and we're helping out uh, this guy, Ken Horton. He, he came to me. He's like, look, I have over 4,000 songs. I don't, I don't know. I met him one night at uh, Commodore. Yes, yeah. he's a mm-hmm. great guy. He'll he, definitely, once you meet him, you won't forget. That's nope. for sure. 4,000 songs? I'm like, 4,000 songs? Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I wrote 16 this morning. Yeah, he's, got, he's got like yeah. just notebooks <clears throat> and notebooks full. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, uh, that's prolific for sure. I, I, I love this town, though, because you get to see everybody's process you know mm-hmm. what I mean that's the thing it's like oh I can take a little bit from this person I can take a little bit from that person and kind of blend it into my own workflows so. I learned something new with just about every uh, new co-write and it, it it really is something about this town you could take a lot of different everybody's got a little different style a little different way it doesn't mean it's right or wrong you adopt a little bit of that you know and you grow a little bit you find what works for your you, flow you yeah. find what works for you I, I had a chance to write with um, an amazing trop rock artist uh, her name is Erica Sunshine Lee and I want to bring her on the podcast I told her you have to come because we need to talk about this this uh, trop rock revolution uh, that's going on so big down in Florida um, but she had she was just absolutely amazing just uh, stunned me 
uh, how quick she is and how she hears things so quick and uh, the ideas that she would throw out and you'd throw out one and she'd make it better and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, whoa, I, you know, just, just sitting down and running with her. Andrea Goodman, who's been on our show, um, it, it, it's just, it was just a, an eye-opening experience. And I'm sure you've had experiences like that too, huh? Almost yeah. definitely. And it, yeah. it's very encouraging. You know, you, you get the energy out of those writes sometimes too. And you're just like, oh, yeah. I just want to go home and keep writing. You I know, know. It's I know. Just, it fills your fills your tank back up. Lots of inspiration, isn't it? Most yeah. definitely. Yeah. Well, this, this very podcast publishes November the 2nd. As I was checking my, my list here. So for the whole month of November, you're doing your residency at 12 Keys Saloon in Hermitage. You can find that if you're coming into town or if you're here in Nashville. Please, I hope that you would join these two uh, and, and go and root them on uh, at the 12 Keys every Friday night. Every Friday night in November. Starting at 7. Seven or 8. Seven or 8. Yeah, I think it's 8. Going to close. Well, that would be great. That's, that's fantastic. And we can find your music where at. CarryingOnMusic.com is no apostrophe in that, correct? Because right. you can't put you can't punctuation, put punctuation in, in those the things. website. So just drop the G off and you're going to be good. <laughs> exactly. Okay, don't worry about the apostrophe. You can find us on the socials and our, we do have the one single out on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, Spotify. all yeah, those. That's all all the good places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought about playing that version and I thought, nope, I want to hear him do it live. No, no, we gotta do it live around the dining room table. So heck yeah. Yeah. So anything else you'd like to add? Because I wanna I wanna end it with wildfire. I really do. <clears throat> no, I I think just, you know, come out and find us in the greater Nashville area. You can find us at places like Twelve Keys. We play out a lot out at Loretta Lynn's ranch during the summertime. We play at the Grand Ole R V resort over here in Goodlitzville. Goodlitzville. Oh, okay, great, good. So, yeah. You're busy. That's yeah. it, man. Yeah. Where, wherever they'll have us, we'll go. All Check right. out the events page on our website, and I try to update it every couple weeks or so, depending on how many gigs come in. But yeah, I got you. Right now, all of the November ones are on there. So and be sure to take a look out for Sweet Anna Lee, which should be dropping oh, about the middle of next month. It's a great song. It really is. Now, this one was released how long ago? This was released August thirty first. August thirty first. Yeah, and it's it's been doing pretty well for us. Um, I'm mm. I'm bad at following where it is, but I know we've been on at least seven terrestrial radio stations with this one. So that's awesome. Big thank yeah. you to everybody who's helped along the way. So fantastic. We love this song. This is carrying on on our Songwriter Connection podcast. My wildfire, come on. In my tea, you can't say I'm a liar. When darling, some days you get crazier than me. With all the things we've been through, I guess you'd have to be.
Isn't that a great song? You can find it out there. <clears throat> I found it on Spotify. And it's in my rotation. I just love that song. I thank love it. Thank you so oh, much, thanks. Dave. Great job. You, man. Great job. Good to have you here. Now, all things go as planned. We're hoping next week have Trey Ackerman back. Trey is an amazing musician in this town, a fantastic songwriter, and he has so many great stories. He was with us in season one, and I'm a big music historian kind of guy, and this guy lived it. His dad is in the Musicians Hall of Fame, uh, was the Opry drummer for years, uh, toured all over the country with the Farron Young, and he knew everybody in the industry. So we're going to talk a little history and listen to some music next week on the podcast. Jackie, Brennan, thank you for joining us. Carry on, named after the uh, Johnny and June album. Which Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. I think eventually they're going to say, oh, yeah, yeah that, man, that band carrying on. I think Johnny and June named an album after them. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. We can hope. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. Appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also, listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.